0: Hello, this is Chance Time, a generic video game podcast. I'm Curtis Lowe hosting this episode, this ep, as us podcasters in the podcasting industry (laughs) called (laughs) him. Here to make some sweet tent with Paul Bills.
1: Great app, sweet tent. Something that all podcasters say and no one has any issue with at all. Because it's a cool thing to say.
0: Great app, sweet tent. Tell your friends. Well, I know that Ryan will be sad to miss out on this great up sweet tent, but I know he always enjoys listening to the sweet tent after he misses the great up. So he does. He'll be okay.
1: Shout out to you, Ryan. That's right. Wherever uh, you are listening to this,
0: um, Paul, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you have a favorite type of
1: apple? Uh I like I like Honey Crisp. Okay. Um my wife recently started buying Cosmic Crisp. What? Which is which is like basically bigger honey crisp. Like it tastes pretty close to a honey crisp but is like literally twice the size. They're huge. Um, and we buy those a lot because more more bang for your buck. And we actually eat a lot of apples in my house pretty much, I don't know, (laughs) at least at one meal a day. Sometimes at both lunch and dinner, there's apples. All right, so yeah,
0: cosmic
1: crisp. Do you have a favorite apple? I've never heard of that.
0: Yes, this came up today. We were at the grocery store and my one of my kids was looking at the Red Delicious apples. And those are my favorite, but I haven't eaten any for forever because Jade doesn't like them. She likes the Honeycrisp, those are her favorite. So she's always been buying the Honeycrisp. Yeah. So my daughter was looking at the Red Delicious ones. And I was like, oh yeah, those are good. And Jade was like, no, nah, no, nah, they're bitter and stuff. And I'm like, no, they're not, and whatever. And then all my <laughs> kids wanted to try the Red Delicious apples. And I was like, I haven't had a Red Delicious apple since like college, because I stopped buying them when we got married that's what i used to buy when i was you know before that um so we bought one apple for each of my kids and one for me so we could all try it see if i <laughs> still thought they were delicious and to see if uh my kids liked them and then tonight we ended up cutting them and like eating them and all my kids are like oh these are great and i bit into one. one like, oh my god this is still so good you know and then uh <laughs> uh I also you know this but um, we live with Jade's parents too and they walked out and like oh yeah red delicious are great so like everyone suddenly everyone's like yeah red delicious apples are the best and Jade was just kind of in the corner with her honey crisp apple alone
1: <laughs> wow So well, you can funny. tell Jade that I also hate red delicious so.
0: Do you do you think they're bitter? <laughs> She's like they're bitter and mushy. I'm like they're not mushy. Yeah
1: to me it's it's more the mushy it's the texture.
0: He said it was the texture too, and I don't understand what's wrong with the texture.
1: Dude, you gotta try a cosmic crisp, man. It'll change your life.
0: <laughs> I've never heard of a cosmic crisp. That is. Yeah, real. I just
1: I just Googled it to make sure I was saying it right, and they've only existed since 2019.
0: Okay, so, so this is this is new <laughs> in the like, Apple industry.
1: Yeah, they're new apples. <laughs> so the it's new a new a cross. It's a cross between. Honey crisp and enterprise apples, which I've never heard of Enterprise Apples.
0: That's hilarious. I love the name Cosmic Crisp. That alone makes me want to try it. <laughs> that's pretty incredible. good, man. Cosmic Crisp. Wow. I'm glad I asked you this question. I will look <laughs> for Cosmic Crisp apples in the next time I'm in a grocery store. Um uh. <laughs> Well, I great, have, great banter. yeah, that's great. I have zero segue. Um, <laughs> should we do a first things first? We did not discuss this at all whatsoever. Um,
1: uh, yes, I do have a separate one thing that okay, I want to talk perfect. about. Because this is the main thing I want to talk about.
0: Great. Because yeah, this is essentially like another catch up episode. Um, that I'm pretty sure with is just going to devolve into demos. Course. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Get, we'll end up in those waiting through all the demos soon. But uh, yeah, what's your, do you have a, Sounds like you're excited to talk about your one thing.
1: Yeah, I just, um, especially to talk to you about this, you'll appreciate this. Uh, it, it came to me suddenly that I have everything I need for a Marvel Champions match between Doctor Strange and Mysterio. And I never thought of that particular matchup before, but oh. it seems very thematically interesting. Like, I would love to see that in the comics. I don't know if there's ever been a comic of Doctor Strange versus Mysterio. I don't know that how much Mysterio has interacted with anyone other than Spider-Man. He's a, he's a pretty Spider-Man-centric villain. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a very thematic matchup. Very interesting kind of mix of basically real magic and fake magic. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But uh, the first game I played, Doctor Strange versus Mysterio, uh, it was quite the long slog, and then I ended up losing. Uh, And then the second game, I was like, I hate you, Mysterio. And uh, I came out swinging way harder, way faster. Just burned my big attacks as soon as I could. Had to outpace him, and, and that was the ticket. I, I kind of destroyed him the second match. I was too hesitant. I wanted to build up my board state in the first match, but if you give Mysterio time... Kia, uh, have you played Mysterio? I don't remember. I haven't, what no. do you have?
0: Uh, what what uh, is he part of?
1: He's part of uh, the Sinister Motives, the Spider-Man... Okay. The Spider-Verse expansion. I still haven't gotten to bust that out yet, unfortunately. Yeah. Um sad. but he's his big thing is he creates illusions that go into your deck. Mm. His cards end up in your discard pile or sometimes shuffle directly into your deck. Um so you have to like shuffle without looking at the cards because they have different backs. So I guess if you played with Sleeves, this would be easier. But for me, I just, like, literally turn my head while I'm, like, shuffling the cards Uh and not looking. I always feel stupid. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so he'll, like, infect your deck with these, like, illusions. And when you draw his cards, you have to deal them to yourself as an encounter. And so usually by the time... At some point in the game, if you let him go on too long, you end up having, like... Eight encounter cards in one turn and you have to resolve oh, all geez. of them and it's terrible. Um people who don't play Marvel Champions, that's not gonna make a lot of sense. But basically yeah, that'd be brutal, though. Yeah. Mysterio gives you bad cards. N- none of the other villains, at least the ones I've played against, like mess with your deck in that way. Yeah, it's interesting. Um,
0: that's super cool but, Yeah.
1: It was it was a fun, fun encounter. Uh Especially the second time when I was really angry and I destroyed him. <laughs> uh, there is an element of luck to Doctor Strange's deck because you have the like he has the like side deck of his incantations, and so it you know it kind of depends on what incantations you draw. There's ways to cycle them, but I think on the second one I had more of the attack ones available to me earlier, and that made a big difference early on. Mm, yeah. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I still circle back around to Marvel champions every now and then, and it's, it's still great. That's awesome. the game rules. I've also been reading a lot of Marvel comics and, uh, specifically Kelly Thompson's record breaking 50 issue run on Captain Marvel. And it is making me really love Captain Marvel as a character. Like, I liked the movie, but the comics are like, yeah, I freaking love this character. Like, she's one of my favorite superheroes now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, like, And they're, yeah, they're really, really well done. And there's some really cool arcs, uh, including one where Captain Marvel tries to learn magic. And she gets like a, a magic-looking outfit, like an adjustment to her costume. It's like has like a hood, and it's all black, and it's very mm-hmm. cool. But, spoiler alert, she, the cover of one of those says, Captain Marvel, Sorceress Supreme, question mark. And she does not even come close. She has not become <laughs> Sorceress Supreme. Do not believe the cover.
0: That's funny. What, yeah. th- what makes it a record-breaking run? Is that just the number of com- like issues?
1: Yeah, it's the most issues. Because they made it to issue 50. And that's, I think it actually ties for the most for a Carol Danvers led comic series, like solo oh, okay. series. So I think there was a 50 issue run of Miss Marvel when it was Carol Danvers' Miss Marvel. Um, but so it's definitely the longest run of Carol Danvers' Captain Marvel, but it's also, I, I think, ties for the longest run. Of just any Carol Danvers comic and. And I mean, Marvel's actually kind of brutal, like if it's not selling, they cut it off. So that one did pretty well. Uh, And there's there's actually a new like they restarted Captain Marvel. They did a new number one this year or late last year. Um, and that one's ongoing they changed her outfit um the new costume is weird it makes her look like she's leading a marching band it has like this weird coat um like it's not bad but every time i see it i think marching band Hmm. kind of an interesting move yeah I, i i wonder what they say if anything in the actual comics about why um but, yeah, there you go. There's the, the Marvel update. That makes me want to bust my game
0: out now. I've even left it out. It stares at me while well, I work all day here in my <laughs> office. I put it on the bookshelf over there. Nice. My kids thought it was a puzzle and they wanted to put the puzzle together and I was like, that would be a pretty cool puzzle. They're looking at the, the Spider-Man. The design? There. Yeah.
1: That would be a good puzzle. Like
0: That's a cool puzzle.
1: It's a cool cover.
0: Yeah, It would be fun if I could get some other people to play as i also got the spider yeah. ham deck so if i could do the you yeah. do the sinister six one and then i could have all four of us be spider-man or spider-man characters
1: yeah be i mean fun, me and though. ryan should do it again yeah yeah we could do uh, uh i mean i don't have any of the other ones other than i have the same ones you have basically yeah oh i have spider woman you don't have spider woman do you no, i don't have spider Woman.
0: yeah
1: okay so but yeah we could all pick different spider characters because in that box is ghost spider and miles morales and then the the base game has peter parker yeah and spider Ham. yeah
0: i've thought about getting spider the uh, penny, penny parker. parker yeah yeah i've thought about that one too. just because i'm like then i could have like all the spider-man characters <laughs> right i think that's the only one i'm missing that i know of anyway there might be other ones i don't know about but
1: Uh, yeah. Spider-Man
0: 2099 or something.
1: No, that would be cool, though. Um. I wish they did Spider-Man Noir. Like, they could do funny stuff with that deck. Oh, that would be cool, yeah. Like, you know, the Spider-Ham deck has a bunch of silly stuff. Like, it asks you to, like, read out voice lines on some of the cards. It's way funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I uh, looked through yeah.
0: it a little bit. It looks like a lot of fun, like give' everyone high fives and stuff. And,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the same wave that had Spider-Ham and Spider, um, they also did Champions. So Ironheart and Nova, because when those came out, okay. they were doing the run of Marvel Champions, the comic which is like the teen superhero team, and Miles Morales is on that team. So they they did Ironheart and Nova to have a bunch of champions cards for that team, which is funny because it's the same name as the card game. It gets confusing, but... (laughs) So in Marvel Champions, the card game, one of the teams is the champions. (laughs) And yeah, so Miles, you know, there's like tags on the cards that tell you like, like, all the Spider characters have Web Warrior as one of the tags. And there's yeah, a bunch of cards yeah. that say, like, if you have a Web Warrior. But another one of the tags is Champion, because it's the, the, the champion team. Miss um, Marvel. I don't know when they did Miss Marvel. But she is also... Oh, she was Wave 1. So, like, the very first wave of expansions. But she's okay. also a champion. So there's a bunch of cards that interact with other champions and there's like allies that you can only play if you are a champion so it's like the other teams like avengers and shield and Mm -hmm. uh guardians there's a bunch of like teams like that x-men are a team there's like cards that only work with the team that's cool
0: Yeah, that's a cool game they put together. Are they still putting stuff out for it? I know there's Deadpool 1 that was
1: somewhat recent. Yeah, Deadpool, like, I think just barely came out. They announced it a long time ago. Um, Yeah, so in the next wave, they're doing another X-Men wave, which is now the third X-Men wave. It's impressive. Um, But uh, there's a, like, next month, it's the Age of Apocalypse campaign expansion. And it has magic and bishop in it. Oh, that's cool. And then the first, like, standalone hero is Iceman. Nice. And I think they did like a a silhouette preview of all the heroes for this next wave. And I'm pretty sure Jubilee is another one, which could be they could do fun stuff with Jubilee. Mm, yeah. What it I don't even know if I know what her like power is it's i mean it's basically like bright colored energy <laughs> I okay. think she has like um like she can teleport huh? things like i I don't think like long distance, but she can like move things uh generate pyrotechnic energy plasmoids from her hands she has referred to these blasts as fireworks yeah they're like brightly colored and fun looking
0: Hmm. so he's been curious about that because i know she makes i don't know the fireworks that's a good description of it yeah i've never really known what they do and in marvel snap i always had the volume turned off so I don't even know
1: what sound they make when she
0: <laughs> when you well, play her. and
1: Marvel and Marvel Snap she like brings people out of the deck right so I yeah. I think that's something about she has some kind of I'm trying to find another description of her powers I mean, I'll give you... It's just a huge long biography. I just want a short list of her powers, but I don't.
0: Whenever I see her in yeah. Marvel Snap, now the the sound that comes to my brain is like the the party horn things, a like, kind of thing. I don't oh, know yeah. why, but that's what that goes off in my head every time I see her, and the little sparkles go out. <laughs> anyway, cool
1: well i luma kinetic explosive light blasting wow someone wow. made a real fancy description luma kinetic so there you go a
0: whole new like type of science scientific energies uh, uh. i don't know that's intense <laughs> well
1: um, yeah there you go you can have a turn now
0: i took way too okay. long no you're good <laughs> <laughs> excuse me i enjoy listening hearing about marvel Snap and it just makes you want to play it um it's harder to play that just because i have to have like a clear space you know
1: it does take a lot of space that's probably the takes, biggest
0: thing it against a little more it more setup and everything whereas a video game yeah. i can just sit down and it's there um
1: yeah man i wish they made a digital like a full digital version of it i'm so surprised they haven't yeah, yet that would be cool i would play that so much
0: i wonder if the tabletop simulator
1: has one yeah. Oh, it for sure, for sure does. sure, does.
0: But yeah, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> I'm sure they don't have like an official one. Is the issue with that? No,
1: not yet. Yeah.
0: Anyway, um, yeah. So the game I've been playing a little bit. I don't know how far along I am in it. Um, is the chance of Sinar, Which oh yes. I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. of this one. It's like the the puzzle game where you're basically deciphering, uh, languages. Um, it's all about talking to people and then these little like glyphs pop up as they talk in their speech bubbles. And you're like, I don't know what you're saying. And then as you walk around and you're like, well, this person was talking about this, or they said this while they're looking at that thing. And then you go over here and there's like a statue with a little explanation below it and then you start to put pieces together and figure out what words are and your character has this little journal. And as you find words, he'll slowly start to like sketch in pictures. So then you can match uh-huh. the glyphs with the pictures. And then as you do that, um, it'll unlock like the actual like specific meaning for each word or glyph. So then, you know, what everyone's saying and stuff. Um, it's been fun <laughs> so far. It's. I'm Have a have a little bit of a struggle with it just because sometimes you get stuck and. It's a little hard at least in that first area specifically, for some reason for me, it was hard for me to figure out what went wrong. And I was so sure I had this glyph right, but I couldn't get it to like trigger. And I kept telling me something was wrong. So I thought that one was right. So surely one of the other two on that page had to be wrong. Um, and it turns out the one I thought was right was actually wrong. And it took me forever to figure that out because I, I thought I figured that out. Like, Wherever I go, and you have to like um, yeah. physically move around the space, I'm, like screen to screen to screen to screen so like if you need to like go back and look at a hint and you've moved on from it, you have to like run like backtrack and I'm like mm. this is kind of annoying <laughs> there's one section where. I went through this spot and then I went up these stairs and like music was playing and everything. I'm like, Oh, this is really pretty. Like it's a cool looking game. I really enjoy the art style of it and everything. And I was running up all these stairs thinking about how there's no handrails anywhere in this game. And I wonder how many people die from just falling. Um, And then I'm running up these stairs and I get to this place and then I'm like, Oh, I'm missing a puzzle piece or something. Like I'm missing, I need an item for this specific thing, obviously. And then there's a hint there. I'm like, Oh, it's in this place great so now i got to run down all these stairs again like there's nothing to do in between <laughs> this besides look at the pretty scenery right. and i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> can i just get there so that's Back and forth. <laughs> yeah so sometimes i'm like this is kind of annoying actually but it is an interesting game because i've never played a game like this where you're just trying to figure out um just you're literally just reading and can't understand anything and Just with context clues, you figure out what stuff means. And each level, I'm on the third level so far. The first one's pretty straightforward. Just words are as they appear, right? Like this glyph means hello, and that's it. And then like this glyph is person. Oh, but there's people. They just put two of the same glyph next to it. So it's person, person. So you know that means people. Um, That's pretty straightforward. But then the next level does things like, I guess, I don't know. grammatically is the correct way to explain that but like they'll do certain things differently and you have to figure that out and now i'm on the third level and i'm like i don't it hasn't clicked yet i'm like i don't know what's going on here i feel like i know what these glyphs mean but i can't get any of them to like confirm that i'm right and i don't know if it's just because i feel like i'm missing like sentence structure or something like that trying to figure that out but it is a really interesting game I'm kind of interested to see like what the story is because you kind of just show up <coughs> and you kind of just walk around and someone says hi to you and waves and you're like oh that means hello and you figure things out and then you're like oh these people did this thing I don't know why and then you get to that area with those people and you're like oh and they have like their own like beliefs and I yeah so something's going mm-hmm. on so that'll be interesting to figure out once I get there but it is an interesting game. I still don't think I've heard a lot of people be like, it's the next golden idol. I'm like, no, I don't know why, but the golden idol is just so special for some reason. And the more I play these kinds of games, I think honestly that how concise the case of the golden idol is where like you just, you're dealing with a few screens at a time at most, you know, and it's easy Mm -hmm. to just jump between. So if you're like, "Mm, I feel like if I, I need context for this clue, and I know where to find it. It takes you like two seconds to get there and look, you know. Whereas like this one, I remember thinking the same way The, the return of the Oberdin, and just feeling overwhelmed and be like I have so much information to parse through. And now I've gotten to each part of the ship. But like now there's like all of these memories to replay through, you know. This one does a feel quite at that level because once you get to each like level of the tower, You know, it's like, it's sectioned off pretty well, which is nice. There's not a a lot of overlap, but there is a little bit. You'll get to like, you'll finish the first section and then you'll go to the next section and then there'll be like a sign or something that has glyphs from the place you just were alongside glyphs of the new place that are different. And that helps you figure out some things. But Yeah, it's a cool game though. Oh, um, the only other thing I'll say about it is the stealth sections i've heard people complain about less stealth sections and they are kind of annoying but they're not like bad okay. that's all like interesting i feel people are like why did you put this in here and i'm like i mean it kind of makes sense i guess in the context of the game and they're not like terrible right. sometimes yeah. they're a little annoying sometimes i thought they were funny where i was trying to figure out this one specific puzzle to do with some bells and i had to like ring them in the right order and i thought i had it and i was wrong and then i was in this air in this like room section area whatever you want to call it where there weren't any guards or anything um so i was i wasn't worried about getting like found or whatever and then i put the sequence in wrong and then like One of the guards just like popped up, like just ran in from the (laughs) side of the screen and was like, ran up to me. I was like, oh, where'd you come from? It was super random. So every once in a while, I'm like, that's just kind of goofy and it makes me laugh. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an interesting game of just using contextual clues to figure out languages and also other puzzles are in there too, here and there, peppered throughout. It's kind of fun. Yeah.
1: Um, Uh, How long has it been out? uh, It came out
0: like the later part of last year, I think. I'm not actually sure. To be honest. Let's see. Store page. September 5th of last year.
1: Okay. I feel like I've seen some chatter about it, but it kind of disappeared quickly. I guess it's because it was
0: Yeah, the end of the year. At the end of the year. Like it had its moment and then all that big stuff came out. All those big games and such. So, yeah. Oh, it says there's five different languages. It's right there in the store page, I think. So. Maybe it's not. That person just put it in their... uh, review so I guess I I'm, I'm about halfway through <laughs> good to know <laughs>
1: good to know
0: yeah that's a fun little game though if anyone's into the puzzle games I definitely recommend it and it's got really good reviews people seem to really really enjoy it so oh and there's a demo too speaking of demos what you have you it. been uh what have you been playing lately
1: <laughs> yeah it's a good segue you did yeah. it Okay, yeah. So uh for people who don't know, Steam does a thing that I think they're doing more and more lately. Or it's becoming like more regular. It feels like
0: more so, often lately, yeah.
1: Yeah. At least like twice a year they do what they call Steam Next Fest. And it's just a bunch of demos and it's a triumph of the game demo, which is my favorite kind of game marketing just a playable demo so much better than a trailer um and there's tons of them so i took a couple nights and sat down and downloaded a bunch i did not actually play all the ones i downloaded i didn't have time (laughs) Um, but i wanted to report back on on some of them um and then One of them has, um, has converted into a purchase because the game came out yesterday and I have played the full game and I want to talk about that too. So let's start with some quick demos. Um, I played a game called Dice Folk, which is... Uh, how would I describe it? Roguelike Pokemon with dice combat. So you're collecting, they call them Chimeras, like these creatures that you can have three on a team at a time, and your team is in a circle, and the enemy team is also in a circle, and both teams roll dice and you actually make the decisions for both teams so you have yes. to use all the enemy dice and you have to use all your dice and so the puzzle is in how do i maximize when do i let them attack when do i attack and they the different the dice have different faces like i think there's one called clash where um both characters in the lead attack each other Then there's just a pure attack where yours attacks theirs, or theirs attacks yours. And then there's like rotation dice that move the chimeras in the circle to decide who's in front for the next attack. So it's kind of like a puzzle of all the dice roll, and then it's how do I maximize using all these dice? Because you have to use all the dice before the dice get rolled again. So you can't just ignore the enemy dice, you have to use both. Um... There was some fun character designs. I didn't get to see a lot of character designs. Um, I liked the like puzzle aspect of it. Um, but it is kind of overall a pretty straightforward, you know, card, well, card, quote unquote, and dice roguelike. Um, so yeah, not, not like. Really new, but a solid entry in the genre is my impression of the demo. Not sure if I'll buy the full one.
0: The cool twist to have the like you control the enemies too.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's probably the most interesting part of it. Yeah. Um, uh, I tried one called Synergy, which is like a really stylized city builder. I don't know what it is about city builders. I always think I will get so into them and I keep not doing it. <laughs> I keep trying them. Um uh, Against the Storm had me for a minute. That's the most I've played a city builder in a long time. But I moved from that. I moved on from that pretty quickly too. Um Synergy has very cool art style, but I started the demo and I was just like, oh, I actually don't want to learn all the details of this. That's the thing. City builders now have s- too much going on. I want it to be. More straightforward. <laughs>
0: yeah, that makes sense.
1: Um yeah. Then I'd be curious if you've heard of this next one. Have you heard of back backpack battles?
0: Backpack battles? I don't think so.
1: Yeah, this is the second like backpack inventory management game that's okay. come out recently. I yeah, I was thinking do you remember?
0: backpack heroes the
1: one that I yes. think I've heard of. Yeah, so backpack hero is like a single player. Backpack Battles is like a multiplayer auto-battler. It's very mobile game design in my mind, because it's like you're in the shop, you decide what to buy, you decide how to arrange it so it fits in your backpack, and then you just say, go battle, and your character just uses what's in your backpack to fight against a random person you're set against online. And whatever's in their backpack and then and then that's it you finish the battle you go back you buy more stuff sometimes stuff combines sometimes stuff powers each other up if they're next to each other um there was not like a tutorial it just throws you in so i just started clicking stuff <laughs> so i think there's a there's a lot of depth to it that i'm not understanding about how to like maximize combos and stuff um Maybe I would have liked it more if I understood more of what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: that makes sense.
1: It's, Im- it's impressive, like, how many things there were to buy and all the interactions, and, like, like it was fun to mess around with, but pretty quickly I was like, okay, I, I don't know how to figure out, like, what's good. <laughs> um, so... I think there's some people that would really, really like this game and like spend a ton of time optimizing and figuring it all out. Um, I probably not me, but I do think there's some people that like, I think this will be a successful game because I think there's some people that would get way into it.
0: Yeah. Well, auto um, Battler is still pretty popular. I never got into them, so I don't really know.
1: Well, like, this is a different kind of auto Battler. Like, it's not like auto chess. Um, but yeah, I think like team fight tactics and dota underlords well i know for sure teamfight tactics is still big like they just had a big um like vegas international like tournament of so like riot at least is really supporting teamfight tactics still um but yeah i mean that it wasn't a total flash in the pan um but like auto battlers were so big for a, a couple months I think some of them survive, um, and then there's stuff like this that kind of is twisting on the on the idea. It's almost like your backpack is battling instead of a group of heroes. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so the next one I tried was Kind Words Two. Have you ever played Kind Words? Do you know what Kind Words is? No. Um pretty sure the original was published by devolver and i think this one is too uh
0: um, maybe not i'm not sure it I'm just tried. has the same developer same publisher
1: uh maybe i thought devolver at least like helped promote it or something i thought they were involved somehow but maybe i'm wrong but anyway um, kind Words, the original, was like, there's some lo-fi beats going, and you can write letters and send them out into the blank internet, and eventually someone will get your letter and respond to it. And the whole premise of the game is like, hey, be nice to each other. Like, just say something nice back to this stranger's letter that asks for some words of encouragement. So Kind Words 2 is trying to expand on, on the premise. So there's still the letters, but now there's like a... You can go outside of your little room into like the street and there's other people walking around on the street and you can have like short chats. So like you'll say one thing and then eventually when they log in, they'll reply and I don't know how many times it can go back and forth. But um, instead of letters, it's, like, short chats. And then they've added other features, like there was a record store you could go into, and then you could check, like, people could ask for recommendations. You can respond and give them recommendations. Um, So, like, people would ask, like is there music that sounds like this guy or are there books that feel like this book and you can like type your reply and send it back to them. And when they log in, they'll get your reply Um, or you could ask for recommendations. So it's kind of like a gamified social network that uh, is geared through the atmosphere and like the instructions to try to push you toward kindness and positivity um it's a really interesting experiment and apparently in the full version of kind words 2 there's going to be a lot more activities like they teased at the end of the demo like there was like at least four different images of other things so they're trying like a bunch of different spins on the same idea basically cozy slow social network that let you make a cute little avatar and like walk around in a world um yeah I just I find it interesting you know it's very different from other kinds of games um and even different than like other cozy games um I always like when when games try to like be a way to encourage people to be nice to each other anonymously on the internet um I think by and large it succeeds but it's like the question is like how long do people engage with it? How long is it fun?
0: Yeah. It's oh, really interesting. It's a cool idea. Yeah. I wanna try it.
1: Yeah, I mean the vibes are the vibes are real good. It, you know, good little soundtrack in the background and, yeah. and the original had a bunch of like like stickers and like decorations you could collect for your rooms. So I'm sure there'll be all kinds of stuff to collect. In the
0: new one yeah um it says the the kind words 2 includes a remade version of the original kind words
1: oh so it's like inside it interesting
0: yeah. it says backwards compatible so so they're essentially yeah, sounds- including a polished version of the original in the new one
1: right just kind
0: of cool it's a cool idea
1: and then you can just go outside your room basically because yeah. the first one was just your room Yeah, Um, and then another one I tried. um, Did not get to play this one nearly enough to actually evaluate it, but um, it's called Cataclismo, which the the pitch is it's an RTS, but it has brick by brick building, so like it's top down command units. But instead of just, like, build a house, it's, like, more Fortnite-style building uh, where you have, like, different pieces that you can put together in different ways. And then it's kind of tower defensey. like, build fortifications, and then monsters come and you try to survive. Uh, tons of style. Really cool art style. And, like, UI and stuff. But didn't super get to evaluate in the time I had with it. Like, what's really going on with this building? How much of a departure is it from regular tower defense or... Oh, sorry. Real-time strategy games. Yeah. Um. Very cool idea, too. Yeah, I hope... I'm curious to learn more. One more. This
0: is uh, people who made
1: Moonlighter. Okay, yeah. Which, very different from Moonlighter. So cool to see them flex their their range.
0: Except this this line in the store page is architect by day, commander by night. Which is funny. Because Moonlighter was like adventure or like storekeeper by bay <laughs> the same right. like you have two jobs basically
1: right it's, it's two things uh one that I didn't get to try but I think is really interesting is Hellskate which is like oh, roguelike Tony Hawk <laughs> and sometimes you fight things um but I didn't get to try it so I don't super know how it all comes together Skate, um, right Yeah, H-E-L, skate. Ah. Only one L, yeah. This is a
0: Viking style, huh?
1: Yeah. Uh, And then I don't know if this had a, a, a demo, but it just last week came out into early access. Uh Deep Rock Galactic Survivor, which is basically Vampire oh. Survivors, but yeah. Deep Rock Galactic.
0: I played that really one great. in the uh last next fest.
1: Oh okay. Yeah, it's now out in early access and seems to be going well. Um,
0: yes, I think it to looks really it.
1: cool. Yeah, I think that like the the I don't know. It's cool to see Vampire Survivor style gameplay, but more three D graphics, um, and I don't know. Looks pretty cool. Have not tried it. It had uh, some other stuff going on with it too. You had to like
0: mine as well as
1: yeah,
0: automatically shooting stuff. So that's kind of yeah. fun when I play. I didn't play it very much, but I did kind of like what I was playing.
1: That makes sense. Uh okay, but the one that that became a purchase and a game that I'll probably talk more about in future episodes is Balatro. You heard of this
0: one? Uh, I have heard of this one.
1: It's basically let's come full circle and we have all these roguelike deck builders. Let's just make one that's just straight up poker. Yeah. And it it is impressively story-free. Like, there is no premise whatsoever. It's just you start playing poker hands. (laughs) There's no, like, reason to be doing this. We're not, like, beating anybody. We're, We're just trying to score chips. You know, they call it chips instead of points. Right. Uh, But basically, you're making poker hands, and the cards in the poker hand each give a certain amount of chips based on its value. So Ace gives 11 and 10, and all the face cards give 10 each, and then everything else gives chips equal to its number. And then based on what kind of hand it is, you get a certain multiplier. So, like, you know, Royal Flush is the highest, and then, like, Straight Flush and Flush and Straight and Full House and yada, yada, yada. Um, And so it's the number of chips times the multiplier is the total chips you get per hand, and then each level is basically you have a certain number of hands to hit a certain number of total chips. And it just keeps going up and up and up. But the big twist is you can acquire joker cards that are basically always in play that really mess with what happens with your hands. And there's tons of jokers. um, And then there's all kinds of other things like cards can be enhanced in different ways like with different tags and patterns that do extra things like extra chips or extra multiplier. Or you can permanently convert some cards to a different suit so you have more of that suit in your deck um and then the jokers the jokers get nuts um it's like it starts out simple like your diamonds all score more and then it gets like really weird into stuff like this card increases the multiplier by a certain amount every time you play a hand that isn't your most played hand uh-huh. Uh and like this joker consumes the joker next to it and adds its its cell value to the multiplier permanently but then that joker is permanently consumed uh and then uh each level basically there's the small blind small blind big blind and the boss blind and the boss blind also changes The rules, like sometimes some cards are drawn face down and you can't look at them (laughs) and you have to try to figure out what to do with that. Uh, um, And sometimes um, if you play a certain hand, it permanently lowers the number of chips that that hand gives you um, like for the rest of the game. So you have to like be strategic about what you do, but also you only have the cards that you have and you have to hit the limit so you have to kind of balance the risk and reward there um but yeah it's it is crazy just how much there is to this and you have different decks like different card backs and they have different effects um there's you can there's a shop in between every round and the shop you can buy like tarot cards that permanently change your cards in your deck. You can just buy extra cards to put in the deck. You can buy planet cards that permanently um, increase the value of a certain type of hand. Planet like, like Mars. Yes. Yeah. It's it's all the all the planets. And Pluto is labeled as dwarf planet, but all the other ones are labeled as planet. But yeah, like. Uh, Jupiter permanently increases the value of flush. Um, so for the rest of the game, if you get a flush, you get extra chips and multiplier. And so, like, as the game goes on, you really have to pay attention to what jokers you have in play, what planets you've played, how you've altered your deck, because you have to, like, I have not beaten the run yet. So I bought this game yesterday. I already have eight hours in it. <laughs> oh,
0: wow.
1: <laughs> uh, and. I have made it to the final, like the final boss blind three or four times, and earlier today was my best run, and you have to get 300,000 chips to beat the the boss blind, and I had like 225,000, and that's the closest I've gotten. Other times I've made it there and only been able to get to like 60, like it, it's just crazy how... How much like multiplier and extra chips and interaction between things you have to get to hit that bar? Um, I have a friend who's played it and he's already beaten it. And one time he had a single hand that got him one hundred fifty thousand chips. So I just haven't cracked. I haven't cracked the like to the moon strategies yet. I can get some really cool combos going, but not. Can't quite crack the, like, mega combos yet. Anyway, it's, like, the most pure gameplay um, deck builder yet. Like, there is a lot of character to it. Like, it has a weird filter. It's, like, pixel art, but it also looks like you're playing on on a CRT, and it has this little... Joker character that every time you lose, one of the jokers like pops up on screen and like kind of makes fun of you for losing. Um, but there's no like story, like I said, there's no setup, there's no premise, it's just play poker in this really weird way. Yeah. Um, but like the jokers have a lot of personality, um, and there's so many of them, and like they stop looking like jokers, and you know, some of them are like just like a landscape or something but it's Uh another joker card (laughs) um but yeah like it it really gets its hooks into you um i played the demo i was like oh that's cool but then i was like i want to go back and play more and then I was like, oh, wow, so many new things are happening. I want to try again. It's like, oh, there's still more new things. This is just in the demo. So now that yeah. I bought the full game, there's even more going on. And it's just like, holy cow. Like, is one of those games that just takes a core idea and just goes for it over and over and over in all these different ways. You can tell they've been working on it for a long time and just figuring out so many different ways to add twist to this basically core premise of poker hand roguelike um and it is currently on february 21st 2024 the highest rated game on open critic that's released in 2024 it's got a 91 um but yeah i can't wait to play more it's it's so just like every time it's such a different strategy, like even more than other roguelikes. I feel like every single run is a, is a very different strategy just cause luck of the draw of what jokers you get and the combos you start to see. Um, it's crazy. I'm still kind of trying to learn how to like crack the nut, but I love it.
0: Here's my question. Yeah. If someone doesn't know how to play poker very
1: well, or like not at all, um,
0: (laughs) is this going to be a hard game to play?
1: No. I mean, it's basically just if you know the basic poker hands, that like four of a kind is better than three of a kind. And it even, like, you can reference it's actually super generous about the information, too. You can reference the list of what the hands are and how much they give you at any time. And you can actually hover over your deck and it tells you what's left in your deck. So it, like, counts cards for you. Um, So, yeah, it's super generous at at giving you all the information you need to make a decision. Mm. And it's not, like, hidden away. Um, There are some things that, like, on stuff that's, like, your most played hand, like, either a bonus for redoing it or a penalty for doing it again. Sometimes it's either hard to find or hard to understand if it means your most played hand ever or your most played hand this round. (laughs) Um, There's some stuff like that that it doesn't... Like, sometimes it means this round and sometimes it means ever. Um, But anyway, it's... Especially for a poker game, it is super generous with explaining things to you and, and giving you information... That like you could theoretically keep track of yourself, but the game does it for you. <laughs> gotcha.
0: You don't have to worry about like bluffing and all that stuff,
1: you know, right? No, yeah. Not there's not like an a, yeah. There's not an opponent. Yeah, you're just trying to hit numbers by getting the right combos. Hmm. So yeah, there's no betting at all. It's just. We're just using poker hands as the way to score points. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, it's not just five cards in your hand. Like, hands are still five cards. Like, you know, like a flush is still five of the same suit. But... Uh, I don't. I think the default is you draw seven cards at a time, and then you can modify that in different ways. so You can get more or less based on things that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a certain number of discards every round, where you can discard up to five cards at a time and draw more cards to try to hit the right combos that you need. Um, yeah, there's like a lot going on, but it all. Like if you've played roguelike deck builders, especially it's all very, uh, instinctive, but it also, it explains things to you when you start playing.
0: Okay. That sounds really fun.
1: Oh man. It's, it's like, it's like playing a roguelike deck builder for the first time all over again. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's like, wow, this is these are ideas that have like floating around in other games but brought together in a new way, like it it clearly owes a lot to slay the spire, you know, it clearly owes a lot to, to everything that's been done in this genre, but it's still, it feels so different because it's not combat. It's not, you know, it, yeah. And there, there are even other roguelike deck builders that, that use poker hands as like a premise, but from everything I've seen this, this one nails it way more than, than the others.
0: You think this is yeah, going to be your it's... game of the year?
1: <laughs> Probably not game of the year, but it it will be among my highest hour count of the year. I can pretty much guarantee that already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How long Although, does a run take?
1: I mean, uh, less than an hour for sure. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, like I have eight hours, and I mean some runs like. I try to stretch things and I, and I'm out like on my third round, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know how many runs I've done, but I don't know. I would guess like 15 or 16 runs in my eight hours. Then, you know, some of those are making it to the end. I think four times I've made it to the end and then a lot of those are cut short. So yeah, it's pretty fast, especially once you start to get in a groove.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: And then, from what I can tell, like, once you... Because you have different decks you unlock that have different bonuses, and then once you win with a deck, it unlocks, like, a new version of that deck. And so there's, there's like, ascension levels, like other roguelikes, that, like, make it harder. That Like, you can play this game forever, basically. <laughs> like, I don't think there's... Like, there are a certain number of things you can unlock for sure, but like, you'll never feel like I've played all of it, you know?
0: Yeah. That's I kind of got to that point with Slay the Spire. Where I felt like I was trying to do the same build because I felt like it was the best one with that character and stuff. And it's just kind of how I did it every time.
1: Yeah, I do think this game is less prone to that because there's just so much more randomness to like what what is available to you you know and and you have you have to take at least from what i've seen i'm not an expert yet but my best runs are when i kind of commit early to what's put in front of me and really go for it and try to try to really double down on what is what are the opportunities the game is giving me this time and so Mm -hmm. The idea of like a specific build like you can know if this joker comes up i want it but you're not super likely to see the same jokers one run to the next and you're not going to survive if you're just holding out for one certain joker like you have to find combos pretty fast or you won't make it so It's a lot less prone to that, like, I'm just going to do the same build, you know? Yeah. You have to be way more flexible round to round, and you have to, like, remember what your power combos are. Even though it's all right there in front of you, like, you still have to, like, you have to just be in it and really think about what you're doing every time. Like, when I get lazy... I I like lose almost immediately when I'm just like, Oh yeah, this is generally kind of my strategy. And I'm like, not paying attention. It falls apart very quickly. (laughs) Like you have to really be focused on it and take, you know, take what it gives you each time and try to adjust to it. It's really good. You've pretty much gotten hold on it by now. <laughs> I have no idea what the name means either. Like, I don't I don't know where Bellatro comes from. I don't know if that's just like a, a poker term. Yeah, me either. I don't know. Uh, also, I think this would do very well on mobile. I don't know if there's mobile plans, but I think it could do great on mobile. Uh, right now on their website they just list Steam Switch PlayStation and Xbox, which is kinda of funny. I would not want to play this on a PlayStation. This is a very PC game in my mind. Yeah. Switch would probably work. But,
0: yeah, candle probably sounds great. Yeah, I can see playing this on Switch or on Steam Deck.
1: Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, Steam Deck would
1: be good. Fascinating. But yeah, like, I don't really know, like, where it came from. Like, I, I don't recognize the developers.
0: I remember yeah, hearing like some said, buzz about it, like,
1: yeah. a couple
0: of weeks ago. Maybe, the, no, it's probably during the Steam Next Fest. Fest is when I started hearing some buzz about it. And I remember thinking it looks really interesting, but I don't know enough about poker to feel like I'd like it.
1: Oh, yeah. it's not It's not really poker at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the developer has nothing else on Steam. Like the publisher has other stuff, but the developer, yeah. this is their first game, so I have no idea where they came from.
0: That makes me want to buy it more if it's like their first game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it oh, it's like the one... same
1: publisher. Let me guess. It's, it's the like same one person. As too. Case wow. of the Golden Idol. Oh, probably. Gosh. Yeah, sorry. It's the same publisher as Case of the Golden Idol. Oh, really? Yeah, Playstack, who I don't I don't know who that is. Like, there's a lot of just smaller indie stuff on their roster. So probably Playstack approached Case of the Golden Idol after it started to get successful and was like, "Hey, let us be the publisher and we'll we'll spread it even wider."
0: Yeah. I'm curious. It was a solo uh, developer.
1: That's the kind of the stuff powers. that really gets me. It's like a,
0: a critically yeah. acclaimed solo developed small indie game for fifteen dollars. It's like
1: <laughs>
0: it's very hard to resist.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what Next Fest is all about. It's about finding the next yeah crazy thing like this, right? Ugh.
0: I told myself my one video game purchase of the month is supposed to be the Final Fantasy VII.
1: Well, I actually bought it with gift card money you gave me for Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. I held on to it for when I I was ready for a game that I really dig into, and this is it. It's working. It's like, on the surface, Dice Folk is, like, I thought that would be my next PC roguelike, you know, like, my next PC game that I don't play, that I play when my kids are on the PlayStation, Mm -hmm. and I, I want something different, something more slower. But after playing that one and playing Bellatro, I was like, oh, actually... The aesthetic of Bellatro and the whole like poker premise, I also didn't think it would be for me, but uh, I just can't wait to play it again. I just, I want to, I want to figure it out. And I'm now on the Steam page and I've never even watched a trailer until now. Mm -hmm. And in the trailer, they're showing people getting like nine million chips in one hand. And I'm like, (laughs) wow, how are you doing this? I have to figure it out. It's awesome.
0: Well, I, I yeah, I want to get to this game at some point now.
1: Uh, so that and sounds I'm like sure we'll be the of kind fun. of game that yeah, will go on sale and will stick around for a long time. And probably now because it's successful, we'll have just even more stuff added to it over time, you know.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I know someone's playing it too that makes me want to play it now, honestly. See if we can get to the end first. Which probably
1: be you, but. Oof. Well, I'll keep you posted the, on that. <laughs> yeah. The end is not the end, right? It just keeps getting oh, yeah, bigger and bigger and bigger. Is.
0: That's cool. Well, anything else you got to play?
1: Uh, Those. I think I covered all the demos I played. I didn't get to play Stormgate, which I am curious about. That's like the, we made Warcraft and StarCraft, but we left Blizzard and now we're making our own RTS. What's that one called? Stormgate. Stormgate. It's the one that Simu Liu is voicing a character just because he loves StarCraft, pretty much. Oh, nice. Um... And then this was not in the next fest, but this is news that came out, I think, yesterday. Uh, a game I am very curious about is called um, Gigantic Rampage Edition. Um, Gigantic is a game that actually originally came out at, like, the peak of the hero shooter, like, back when Overwatch was so successful, and so every company was trying to make their own version of it. yeah. Um and so it's like a hero shooter MOBA which so many people tried, right? Like Battleborn, Paragon. Um There was one called Blood Sport or something, Blood Battle Blood, I can't remember. Um Yeah,
0: a lot of them were like Battleborn yeah. really generic sounding name.
1: Yeah. And Smite even was part of that um but gigantic uh, really really cool art style and has this twist where like the bases that you're attacking are actually giant creatures and so like as the game gets closer to the end the creatures actually start advancing on each other which like um makes mm-hmm. the whole gameplay field smaller so the game gets more intense and faster at the end um but the game did not succeed at the time and basically Gearbox publishing bought it and has been incubating it for a few years and now on April 9th they're going to re-release it for 20 bucks and that's it. So it's no longer a free-to-play microtransaction driven thing. It's 20 bucks and play it forever and unlock you know all the cosmetics and everything. Yeah. Um so basically They saw Overwatch become Overwatch 2 and they said, Well what if we made this like old Overwatch where you just pay and get to play it (laughs) (laughs) instead of having it be microtransaction driven. So smart. I did I did play in one of like the betas of it and I loved the style, I loved like the gameplay twists. And so now having them say like if you just pay twenty bucks, you can play this thing and unlock stuff forever. I'm sure at some point, if it is successful, they'll find another way for you to pay for something because, like, multiplayer games need servers, so at some point, they'll ask you to to pay more for something, mm-hmm. but yeah. If it's a chance to feel like old Overwatch where I'm actually, like, earning stuff and not just staring at storefronts with ridiculous prices all the time, that could be great. Yeah. yeah. And it is it's it's much more like it's an actual MOBA. Like Overwatch came out at the peak of MOBAs but is was not a MOBA. Yeah. Um but this is a hero shooter MOBA. Um so there's like lanes and there's towers and there's the bases, but they're the gigantic creatures. Uh anyway it's coming to not just steam either it's not just pc it's coming to consoles uh, on april 9th as well so
0: i saw it
1: cross play yeah just sweet yeah this is probably one that i would want to play on playstation actually but i don't know anyway i had my eye on it came out in the last i think the news came out literally yesterday that, that they're doing this. Um, so didn't play a demo, but wanted to mention it because it's something that's really caught my eye.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah, like the character's design is actually cool in this one. There's a lot of these hero shooters where the character design was just like, yeah, sure, too generic. Or like... We
0: need to sell oh, out the bow and arrow. Yeah. an the elf lady. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So a
0: lot of games really started that way too.
1: Yeah. And this one just got buried in all of that. Yeah. So it's kind of cool for them to try to slip it in, especially this year. That seems like generally this year is going to be slower anyway. Mm-hmm. And we've already had a couple big, you know, less than AAA launches. Like Helldivers 2 seems to be everywhere. And that's like a $40 you know, not quite AAA game and PAL World has been so huge and that's like a 30 or $40 indie game. So, like, yeah. this feels like a year when the big players are all kind of reeling and trying to figure out what's next and a lot of these smaller games are going to have the the moment or have the stage for the year Um, while we wait for, you know, new consoles or the end yeah. of the current console generation, the or whatever of the it is. PlayStation
0: Five. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought that was such a weird thing for them to do to say in it's an industry So weird call, to
0: say that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's entering the the end of its lifetime or whatever. It's like, why say that? Like, especially when it feels like it just started. It's weird to me. Yeah, like it feels like we've been waiting for like the actual. PS5 games I guess yeah. God of War Ragnarok is the one to me that feels like okay this, this is a PS5 game even though I think that one was cross play it or, was. I mean,
0: yeah. cross, cross
1: play but yeah so it's like it still hasn't felt yet like there was a reason to have a PS5 <laughs> yeah
0: the ones I can think of off the top of my head were the what's this, Returnal um oh yeah and uh the demon souls yeah spider-man 2 2, final fantasy 16 was ps5
1: exclusive yeah and and spider-man 2 could not have worked on the ps4 straight up um especially like the fast travel system and how fast you can get going like your top speed in that game is crazy And straight up would not have worked on the PS4. So maybe that is the true, like, this is a PS5 game. But again, that came out last year. (laughs) Took them a long time to get to that point, and now they're already saying... Yeah.
0: Consoles life, yeah.
1: Yeah. They're already saying end of the the life span. It's like, okay, what are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) don't get it oh man. well uh, have Ooh, you sorry me. have you played have you played any demos or anything I like have.
0: okay um actually here's a tangent for you because this was a tangent in my video game just what i've been playing so I randomly, like, got into League of Legends again this week. Like, okay. a lot more <laughs> than I have.
1: <coughs> <Yeah>. Like,
0: <clears throat> to the point I was playing ranked and solo queue and everything, which is something I would, like, I never did before. Mostly because I watched... Now, what's his name? woof? Something like that, on YouTube. He's a Twitch streamer who plays League, and he puts his, like, replays on uh, YouTube and stuff. And I was watching him play Zoe. Do you know, remember who Zoe is? No. No. She's a, a cosmic trickster, I think is her title. And she's like a little mm-hmm. girl that's been alive for like thousands of years or something. She's like this cosmic entity. But her whole play style is her one ability will put someone to sleep. And then if you hit them, it wakes them up and does like extra damage when you wake them up, basically. And so she has that and uh a thing where she throws a star i think is what it's supposed to be and then she can sling it back so like it kind of like has a two cast so you can and the idea is the farther it travels the more damage it'll do so you throw it back Uh behind you and then sling it back forward so if you get them to sleep and you can get a clear shot with them you can do like a ton of damage and then her other ability like her ultimate is literally just a little teleport we'll show like pop down in the ground and then pop up a little ways farther, so then you can get your your little star, the pedal star thing to travel even farther, <laughs> so if you do it right, like you can just one shot some enemies like easy um so yes. I watched him play that, and I'm like, that looks like a lot of fun, <laughs> but it looks kind of hard, but so I'm like, I'm just gonna try it anyway, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna get in the ranked solo queue. And I'm like, I don't, since I never played it, I never climbed out of any rank ever. So I'm like in iron. I'm like the right. lowest <laughs> rank there is.
1: Right.
0: So then I'm playing this Zoe character and I'm, the first game was really rough, but then I got the hang of it and I've had some really fun games with her. So then I just started doing that for the past few nights. <laughs> um, We'll see how long that lasts though. But it was honestly a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, other than that though, I played the two demos I played are actually from today from the Nintendo direct First one was pepper grinder. Okay. And I'm very excited for this game now because that is like a, I guess it's technically a platformer. Right. But the whole gist is Fair that now. you have a drill and you're just drilling through dirt and then you almost feel like a dolphin. Cause you like dive out of it uh-huh. and you can't really change your trajectory when you bust out of the ground like that or come out of dirt like that. So you kind of have to get the angle right as you come out so you can make the jumps from that like patch of dirt to patch of dirt as you go up, like go up the screen or whatever you're doing, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But like it's, they do some interesting things with it where like you essentially have puzzles where um, there's a platform like on a lever that's in your way but if you like go through the dirt behind it and then hit it from behind, it'll pop open. But like all the blue ones are connected. So like it'll pop the blue, this blue one will pop open and close off that blue one up there. So you have to go over here and hit the red one from behind to like make that open and kind of puzzle your way up through the dirt as you go. Like it's, it's pretty fun. So I'm excited about that one.
1: uh, An element of like power to the digging. Like, do you have to like, pick up anything to keep drilling um, or is it just like not in the is demo it more about so aiming just the drill okay. it's just about
0: yeah. aiming. there is uh, if you hit the b button while you're um or the a button i guess your friend's Steam or whatever um if you hit that button as you're going and like as you come out of the dirt you'll get extra speed so there is that so okay. you do have to do that to make some jumps but there's not like you if that is that what you mean or anything like yeah. that mm-hmm. that i could tell I there was I like, like the a gauge top. to see you could tell you like how much work i guess like rpms probably of your drill
1: uh, interesting a okay. little
0: icon but i don't know if it does anything but i noticed like if you yeah. do the extra power to as you come out of the dirt it does rev like all the way up and fill up the meter but yeah i don't know if
1: yeah, it I don't expands even know what on that. Game at all. I'm thinking of, but other games where you dig like that, it seems like you can only go so far, right? And like if you don't make it, you like die.
0: Oh yeah, no, this doesn't uh, have that at all. You could sit there yeah. and just like, if you have enough dirt, you could just go in a circle and just go around and around and around okay. if you wanted to. Um, oh,
1: but when you dig out the dirt, you can't go through it again.
0: No, you can just keep going. It like refills itself in.
1: Oh, it does refill. Okay. Yeah.
0: So it just really focuses on platforming platforming through it. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, I mean, the premise, like if you feel like using a drill to drill through dirt and busting out of it like a dolphin to get to the next patch of dirt and going through a game like that sounds fun, you'll probably think it's fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what else to say about it other than the fact that I'm excited to play more of it eventually. I think it has a release date. I say it was like March. This isn't far off. I will say I am definitely going to get this on Steam, mm. just because um, playing it on the Joy Cons on my Switch like makes me wish I had actual Joy like joysticks.
1: It, it demands enough precision that yeah, it needs.
0: and like you're pushing on the joystick lo- for like long enough periods of time uh, that i'm like yeah, yeah I, I i'd rather have yeah that little more precise feel to it um but yeah it's a fun game let's see where is it the, the demo's still out too on steam march 28th is the release date for that one so that'll be fun um we got it's got collectibles and stuff too so it's like five pirate coins that you can get in each level or something like that and uh, nice. Judging from the trailers, too, there's a lot more going on than what was in the demo. So,
1: yeah, but it's got the classic platformer stuff of like the extra,
0: yeah, the extra. it's got all that stuff nailed down well. And it, I feel like honestly, it's communicated pretty well everything you got to do as you play it. Um, because usually you can make each jump pretty easily without having to like do the extra boost. But if an extra boost is required as you come up to it, they'll be like marked. With like a kind of a light blue uh section like the dirt that you're grinding through so you can Mm -hmm. tell like oh yeah i need to go like i need the boost to get through here so yeah it's fun and there's one level in the demo where the um, bombs are in the dirt so you have to be careful not to hit the bombs and stuff as you go so it does take precision but yeah, it's fun, and I'm excited to see because yeah, in the in the trailer, it had like not a grappling hook, but like a certain point will you get close to it, it looks like or something, and it whips you around and stuff. And there's like a section where she was like piloting some kind of robot thing. I don't know. There's a lot more going on in the trailer and stuff than the demo has, so right. which makes sense. The demo was like three levels. It was not very long.
1: I don't
0: want to give too much of mine. Right. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. It's going to be a good one, I think. Um, I also don't know what the story is. You like... The opening cutscene was... Oh, yeah, Pepper. Her name's Pepper. Your character you play as, like, washed up on a beach. And there's, like, jewels and money and stuff. And then, like, this other pirate-looking lady with her little monster henchman come and grab all your stuff. And then as you're waking up, they're leaving... And then you end up with the drill just randomly you follow them out and then she cuts a rope bridge from underneath you and you fall and like grab the drill and then fall more and then you have a drill and then you just go i'm like where'd this drill come from (laughs) there's not really an explanation (laughs) but that's fine the game's fun what else do you need
1: yeah
0: um the other game i tried out which i'm still undecided on is the unicorn overlord i can't say that like quickly unicorn overlord or unicorn over yeah, it Feels like a it's, tongue twister to me a little bit it's a weird name for a game also, also a very
1: uh, video game title
0: yeah the logo cracks me up too because like the u is like a horseshoe but with a unicorn head and <laughs> the other o's are like are they, are they wedding rings the oh, and overlord is a big crown. Mm-hmm. Like it's all very.
1: <laughs> oh, cracks me up a little bit. That's um, very. Let's get the idea of fantasy across in as many ways as we can.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: As if the name unicorn overlord wasn't fantasy enough. Already. Right. <laughs> um,
0: the game seems interesting enough. I have barely played it though. So I feel like it's hard to say exactly what's going on it feels kind of like i don't know it's a strategy game um it lo- when you look at it it looks like something like fire emblem but it seems to be a lot more complicated than that cuz fire emblem's like you know swords beat axes axes beat lances lances beat swords or whatever and that's that's the gist of it you know from there you get a good idea of how that all works um whereas this one you have units and there's like in your units, you can have groups of actual, like, soldiers and stuff. So you have, like, your leader in your little unit. And then you can have, like, three other dudes backing them up and stuff. <clears throat> and then you move around. But then it's also, like, real time. So if you march some of your units to this area, other units could be walking around, I think. Or in the demo, like, they would see you and then start walking towards you and then fight you. Um, and then it's, like... It reminded me, this is all very surface level, so take everything I say with a grain of salt, but it reminded (laughs) me of uh, uh, Final Fantasy XII, actually. In that game, it has the whole gambit system, they called it, to where it's essentially a bunch of if-then statements. coding uh-huh. um it's so like oh enemy is flying if enemy is flying like cast magic because like he has a sword so you can't hit him if he's flying right so oh like and if ally is under 20 percent health, cast heal like oh or cast cure like okay yeah, makes you know, sense. Okay. like it's that kind of stuff and it feels like it kind of has that where you set your um units like attacks and abilities beforehand and then as they go into battle it just plays out automatically so you want to like make sure everything's planned out ahead of time according to what you're doing um and that seems like it'd be really deep but i haven't played very far like i said so i don't i'm sure it gets deeper obviously um yeah it's it's got an interesting vibe to it so i'm curious i'm going to play the demo more um i'm curious to see what else it's like cuz it's an interesting game to me but also, I don't know if it's a game I'll get into. Kind of like how you are with City Builders. I see a lot of like yeah. these tactical strategy games. I'm like, heck yeah, that's exactly up my alley. And then I'm playing. I'm like, I don't know about this, actually, <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. But it's something I always want to get into. Um, yeah.
1: Holy so. cow. Have you looked at the collector's edition for this game? No. Is it wild? It comes with a full-on board game. Really? Like Unicorn Overlord card game. 239 cards, two to four players, 30 to 120 minutes playtime. Wow. And a two-CD, 16-bit arranged music album and an art book for 130 bucks actually for how much you're getting i'm surprised it's not more (laughs) right
0: that's what i was just gonna say and a dlc (laughs) voucher too
1: yeah Wow. but like a whole separate card game designed and printed and made that is only available as far as i can tell in (laughs) the collector's edition (laughs) that's nuts
0: yeah like what if
1: it's good like, most likely it's okay, right? But, like, what if the card game is really good? The card game is really good. And you just... <laughs> A few people in the
0: world have it, and that's it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but huh. I think this... Uh, you were mentioning before we recorded that the animation is... Uh, fan service and oh, on their yeah. website you can click every character and they do their little battle animation and i see exactly what you're saying
0: yeah uh, i forget the character's name but it's very
1: yeah like I'll say it's like why is this, or
0: something and it's yeah like,
1: why oh, is this girl not wearing a bra like it shouldn't <laughs> her breast should not move that much if she's in battle
0: <laughs> well like they move like she's just standing there breathing uh, yeah. And they're moving up and down. I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, I guess they're they're going for a certain audience. I guess is what they're thinking. Yeah.
0: But yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll keep playing through it a little bit more because I'm just curious to see what the combat yeah. and stuff is like. But right now, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface, so I can't really tell yeah. how deep it is. But.
1: This seems I'm like sure one of those games that yeah will have you know a certain quarter of the internet will be like this is obviously game of the year
0: yeah you know yeah i'm sure yeah which when those like strategy games like that click you know like that's why Fire Emblem is so popular it has that and it clicks right. but it's like it's simple enough that it clicks for a lot of people you know yeah whereas this doesn't Even watching the trailers, I remember watching trailers and be like, this looks interesting, but I can't entirely tell what's going on here. You know, whereas the other game, like, yeah, it seems
1: so complicated. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. But even like, I remember uh, Fire final fantasy tactics, it was like really hard, but I could grasp it enough to feel like I had a, a shot at winning, you know, even when I was like, I don't know how old I was, like, or 12 when i was trying to play that game like i didn't get very far but i understood enough of like it to like play it you know whereas this one like i've done like i think i'm getting through the tutorial still and i'm like i think i understand what's going on but it's like yeah set this your strategy before you go into battle and then it'll do this automatically when this happens but it's going to take this point and then once all the points are gone no one can do any more actions the battle's over I'm like, what? (laughs) And then, even if no one dies, like, whoever lost the most health HP, like, loses it. And then they, like, get bumped back and then have to wait to take more actions later. I'm like, oh, that's weird. (laughs) Instead of just being able to, like, you know, move right after. But yeah, uh, it looks interesting, though. It has, like,. like Uh, sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say, also had like, uh, I think you could garrison troops and recruit troops, you got to have enough points to do that, and almost like, uh, what was that one? Uh, advanced wars where you can like capture cities, it felt like that Mm -hmm. a little bit. Like, there's a lot going on,
1: yeah. Well, and is there like overworld fighting and like close fighting or?
0: does I the overworld like,
1: become the close fighting
0: yeah so like yeah i don't know okay. like in fire emblem you know you have your units out on the board and, and then it they like, fight zooms it. like zoom in yeah that's what okay. it's like and it zooms in so that's when i was like when i watch a trailer it's like oh this looks like fire emblem because you have your units you go move them together right. and then they fight and it zooms in and then you do their animations and stuff but it turns out those they have specific attacks and reactions and stuff that they're doing that you right. set like ahead of well, time and
1: they move as groups
0: yeah it looks like they're yeah, not you like can individuals. Group them up somehow yeah.
1: yeah yeah this looks mega
0: complicated <laughs> yeah so it's really interesting
1: also the the website has a bunch of gifs showing like, the different aspects of the gameplay. And the GIFs at the end, before they loop, show you, like, the YouTube UI as if someone just, like, recorded these GIFs off of YouTube videos and then they loop back. Uh, that's weird. I'm um, like, why why is this on the official website? com? Like, this is their... <laughs> Like, how did that get through? Why did they not cut that off at the end? Yeah. Anyway, that's a total side note. But yeah, I guess like you said, like, if this clicks, it can be really cool. But just looking at it from the outside, it's like, I don't know if I can handle all of the things that are happening here. (laughs) It seems like so much thinking before you even, like, start.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's got potential for sure.
1: I'm going to go ahead and pre-order the collector's edition so I can play the card game. Yeah,
0: it's for the card game alone. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'll keep playing the demo. Maybe I'll report back next week. It's very interesting. Um, the other game I wanted to shout out, I said in the Discord I would try it, and I'm following up on that promise. Um, hold on. I have to look up the get name of it. The, that fruit game that was in the oh, direct yeah. that got like DLC, and I went to Sweeka Su- game. I think it's mm-hmm. if I'm saying that right, but Sweeka game just just that. Um, and I went to get these demos, and that that was there on the eShop like front page because of the DLC, and it was three dollars. And I'm like, I'll oh, try it for three dollars. <laughs> This game's kind of fun, honestly. <laughs> it's literally just a matching puzzle game. Um, okay. And as you match the fruit, it just transforms into a bigger fruit. But the tr- catch is, is that it's like physics-based, kind of. The physics aren't like real-world physics, right? But Right. Yeah, so like the fruit will roll around. So like the cherries are like the beginning fruit. They're the smallest ones, so you can... If you do it right you know you can roll them and like get them into little crevices and stuff to fill out the jar or whatever you're filling up with with fruit even more um and then if you can put another cherry in that'll go down like the same little hole or whatever and then it'll they'll touch and then transform to a strawberry and then every once in a while if you do it just right it'll knock the other fruit around and like shift things around a lot Um, Mm -hmm. and as things transform and like into bigger fruit and stuff Again, like things will roll around and move and stuff. So there's like times where I'll see a spot where I want to put a fruit, this next fruit, and I can see other pieces slowly moving, you know? And I'm like, just wait a minute. And then those two are going to touch and pop into the fruit that I need. And then I can drop this fruit on top of that fruit. (laughs) I'm like actually sitting there like thinking things through. I'm like, this is kind of fun. And there's not like any flashy combo, like, you know, animations and stuff. I just like pop, 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 pop. They just like pop into existence. And it's kind of nice. It's like more relaxing that way, honestly. So it's $3. I might buy the DLC because my kids all really wanted to try it and they didn't get to try it today, but I feel like they'll be able to play it and it'd be kind of fun to play it alongside with them. The DLC was like $2. So (laughs) a fun little time. If anyone's got, you know, $3 burning a hole in their wallet or whatever, and they want to match some fruit,
1: some roly fruit.
0: That's a great way to do it. I have still not yet gotten the watermelon, though. That's the one that eludes me. That's the biggest fruit.
1: Yeah. And then what happens?
0: I don't know. I guess you just keep going. I don't know what happens if you get two watermelons together.
1: Uh, Yeah, but, like, you just fill up with watermelons? I guess so. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Uh, It does have online leaderboards, too. And I saw those, and my score isn't even close to what those people are getting. So <laughs> clearly I have some ways, some things to learn in the ways of fruit matching, but yeah, it's a fun little game, especially for, you know, three bucks. It's worth a shot. So yeah, I feel like there's another game I played that I wanted to talk about, but I can't remember it.
1: Uh, I feel Not like about it. we owe it. We owe it to Ryan to mention, Penny's Big Breakaway that was also in the in the Nintendo Direct and this looks like a Ryan game like a trying to get back to the the golden age of 3D platformers and it's um by the team that made Sonic Mania yeah but this is like their original IP and it seems like the big the the tool is a yo-yo That you can use in a lot of different ways like spin it around and like use it like a grappling hook just in the middle of the air it just stops and then you can like swing around it it looks like
0: yeah it's a great premise that's a great tool for 3d platforming yeah it's a great idea
1: so we'll have to check with ryan if he's excited about this no yeah, I know. Like out, was... out. Yeah, it came out today. It's a
0: shadow dropped, as they call it, I
1: believe. Yeah.
0: Seems like it's getting pretty solid reviews.
1: It has 90 reviews on Steam, yeah, and lot, 82% yeah. are positive. But it has just but yeah, come like... out today, so, you know. It's pretty stylish. I like the. The colors, I don't super love the main character's design. Yeah. The like, jester-like look to her. Yeah.
0: But, I was thinking the same thing, honestly.
1: But the yo-yo idea is very cool. So yeah, we'll have to see if Brian is into this, and if he plays it, what he thinks. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a fun time. Cool. Yeah, my kids got into yo-yos recently. Oh yeah, I blew that. I blew their minds by doing a rock the cradle move. Nice. I I couldn't believe it. Can you do the trapeze one?
0: That one always impresses people. So you throw it to the
1: side, and it loops around, and then it goes up uh, with your finger, and then I, lands on the string yeah, yeah. between it Lands on the string. Yeah. yeah, I did not do that one, but I think I did know how to do that one at one point. Yeah.
0: I saw someone once do a triple version of that. So they had three strings in between their fingers, essentially. So they had to like Uh, whip it hard enough that the yo-yo looped around their fingers three times and then landed and then they hopped the yo-yo from string to string. And I've never been able to do that, but I was really impressed when they did it. Anyway. (laughs) Let me Uh, see good yo yo time.
1: Yeah, the funniest part about my kids and yo-yos is they're not tall enough. So, like,
0: oh, yeah, it's
1: I show them something and then they try and it just hits the floor. <laughs> thud, yeah. And they're like, why isn't it working? I'm like, well, you need to get to the end of the string before it spins. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I got a. I don't yo-yo a lot, but I have a nice enough one to where I. I get a little worried letting my kids play around with it too much because then they're just smacking it on the floor like that and then it's like I'm not going to like cut the string so you can use it because then I won't be able to use it it'll be way too short (laughs) so then they get like the crappy super cheap yo-yos and they're like why doesn't it work? I'm like well it doesn't sleep so it's just going to come right back up so you can't really do anything with it besides that someday i'll teach them the ways of yo-yoing um yeah i feel like i guess just to wrap this up the demos are cool and yes i don't know so nice next fest live. is very cool and i, I do feel like because i feel like the last one they just did was october last october
1: yeah so Before it's almost that like one. quarterly yeah, yeah. Is great. They definitely do one in the summer around all the summer announcements.
0: Yeah, makes sense.
1: So yeah, it is like it's basically quarterly at this point. Yeah. But I yeah, feel like uh, it's it okay. has brought back the demo. Like there's tons of demos on on PlayStation and Nintendo now. Like I love that the demo is back. There was a time when there was like no demos.
0: Yeah, it's true. I feel like almost every game we've talked about, well, obviously they're all demos, but like, like Chance of Sonar had a demo too. Like there's a ton of demos now.
1: Yeah. It, so it's worth it is checking the way. Okay.
0: into like, if you're interested in a game at all, it's worth checking if they have a demo because it feels like there's a better chance these days that it will. It's not yeah. always the case, but... I don't know if you ever uh looked into it at all but i noticed the the case of the golden idol as a demo but they have a playable version of their demo on their website so you don't have to download anything you just play it in your browser nice which i think is really cool yeah yeah pretty wild yeah demos are back thank you demos really is exciting to play demos
1: I, I still other have people a bunch played. of demos that I haven't
0: played. I still haven't tried the Prince of Persia demo.
1: I meant to do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, if there's other demos that we should be checking out or other people should be checking out, please let us know in the Discord. Yes, absolutely. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's really cool stuff I missed.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing about Steam Next Fest is there's just so much stuff on there yeah it's so like huge now yeah <laughs> and it makes me wonder what goes through like the developers brains as they're like prepping for that you know because some of yeah, those you... demos i tried in the last one i was like if like i have so many of these downloaded if it doesn't catch me like immediately i'm probably not gonna play any more of it because <laughs> i want right. to try all these other demos yeah
1: no, that's exactly right. It's like you have, you have like five minutes <laughs> to really get someone to understand it when yeah. they're, or else they're just gonna fire up the next one. You know, they might circle back, but they might not.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's especially hard when it's a game like Unicorn Over or Over- Overlord. Over- Over. <laughs> I can't do it. Unicorn Overlord. Where I'm playing it and I'm like, I'm not sure how I'm winning, but I'm winning because it's a tutorial level,
1: right? I'm a genius.
0: Clearly, an incredible tactician. Yeah,
1: and like, I mean, that's probably part of the reason Bellatro is exploding because, like, you do get it within within five minutes, and then it just unfolds more and more and more and more. And you're like, holy cow. But like the basic premise of make a poker hand and make it good. Like you're playing the game within two minutes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how the re-rise of demos and especially Steam Next Fest, if that actually over time as does it change the way games are designed you know because it's got to be you got to get it you know you have to be able to understand it quickly but also like i heard some of the biggest um seem next fest demos were like really complicated huge strategy games so at least for now it doesn't seem to be hurting more complicated games it seems to be helping
0: yeah I feel like the Steam Next Fest, like that's gonna attract the audience to where, if you want to try like you know a strategic game or whatever that takes a little while to get used to, like, that audience is gonna be more up for giving it some time. Right. So. Yeah, no, it's really cool. I wonder if uh, you think other platforms will follow suit. If PlayStation or Xbox or the Switch will start having. Like demo festival things, whatever. Yeah. Demo fests.
1: Well, on the PlayStation 5, um it's like one of the one of the main lines on the store screen is like demos. And that's just always there you now. So if you go to the store and then start going down, it's like the third or fourth row is usually free demos. Mm-hmm. So not the same like making an event out of it but they are trying to expose demos way more than the ps4 or the ps3 did so there's at least that shift but it would be cool if they like called more attention to it and even aligned it with steam next fest in some cases like some stuff could be on both at the same time i wish they would do more of it
0: honestly today i finally had a chance to go download the final fantasy 7 rebirth demo Mm. i couldn't find it on the console like i couldn't find it anywhere it was really Mm. weird to me like it's because i assumed i'm like this is a big deal this is their big release it's coming out in a week like it'll be easy to track this down like i'm gonna go to the store page on my playstation and it's gonna be like the first thing and i didn't see it i'm like that's weird so i you know i searched final fantasy 7 found the the product page and i'm like i can buy it but i don't see the demo button anywhere and i couldn't see it and my kid was sitting there asking for the robot game so i couldn't keep digging around and i was already kind of annoyed at that point so then i got on my phone and then
1: along with astro
0: right yeah get away get out of the way for astrobot
1: my kids were playing it today too it's a classic Why, why did I ever buy a game for this console? I know. The best one came, came free.
0: I'm so tired of that water level though. That's all they want to play. Um, but yeah. you looked
1: it up on your phone. Yeah.
0: yeah, I had to look it up on my phone. And then even then when I found the, it was, again, I just found the product page and then I had to select versions. It was like buried. I'm like, this is so weird. This is so hard to find.
1: Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say, did you do the three dots? On the on the console, that's I didn't. It.
0: That's probably where it was hidden away.
1: Yeah, but yeah, for I a game that big, I feel like it would just be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. The first thing it gives you is the digital deluxe edition, and but then if you go to the three dots, there is yeah demo is one of the options, as well as standard edition and twin pack, which, which I assume. is
0: Oh, yeah. They have a version where you, the two and it's, pack yeah, one, I think, I it think, think it's the great. same price and it comes with the remake. Yeah. Which yeah. is a good way, a good deal. I mean, you get the remake for free, basically. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of annoying to me because that was the reason why I decided I wanted to play Final Fantasy 16 because I played the demo and I liked it. Right. And I wanted to play more of it. And now a lot of the demos do the super cool thing of you just, you download it, you play it, and it's like just like a first chunk of the game. And then they're like, well, yeah, if right. you buy the game, and you just carry over your progress. You don't even have to do that all over again. Right. Which is super cool.
1: So, Yeah, that's what got me to buy Dragon Quest Eleven.
0: Yeah, I remember like, hearing about that demo. It was like hours it's long.
1: Like, it was like 10 hours, yeah. <laughs> it was a huge chunk, and I was like, okay, you have to stop here, but you can keep playing. And I was like, uh, I'm going to keep playing. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's but yeah, wild. now that I have my PlayStation yeah, I don't on, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a hundred plus hour game, so it's like whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like a
0: tenth of the game is oh. all.
1: Uh, um. So sorry, now I have my PlayStation on. I was Curious. Uh, but yeah, in the store tab, there's the must see is the first row, which is like sponsored stuff, like you know the big games that are paying for for space. Mm-hmm. And then there's what's hot. Which also looks mostly sponsored, but whatever. And then there's top ten games and then featured. And then new games for you and then pre-orders. And then the next line. So it's like six or seven down, but the next line is demos. And it's just a bunch of free demos. So like, yeah, they're they are featuring them like on the main store page. Hmm. But you do have to scroll down a bit more than I remember.
0: That's interesting. But yeah, I don't think the switch really has anywhere that's just like, here's the demos you can download. I feel like I've seen that, but I don't feel like it's like a... just a section, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: I remember seeing
1: a section on featured,
0: and it's there sometimes, yeah. 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 Assuming the eShop is working. There it goes. I'm trying to do it now and it just loads for so long. Man. I hope the next Switch has a better eShop. This is painful. Oh, Mario vs. Donkey Kong has a demo. Very cool. That's the only. Oh, that one says demo available on the game. So some of them have the label demo available. That's all I see, though. So it's very interesting that way.
1: Oh, the Latro is on. It's already on PlayStation. I thought that would be like a later thing, but it's here available. What is Bellatro? The, the poker game. It's on oh, PlayStation. Yeah. Oh wow,
0: that was quick. Oh. Okay, so the eShop does have a game with demos. If you go to the search tab and then browse by filter has games with demos and yeah, there's a lot of them. but if you're not sure if you want to spend four dollars on Take it Racing 2, you can just get the demo. I don't know what this game is, but it's four dollars. Well, it's like on a Game Boy. What is this? Weird. (laughs) Anyway. um, Yeah, demos are cool. Um,
1: Demos are cool.
0: And I will echo Paul one more time. If you guys have any, you guys being our dear listeners, have any demos that we feel like we should try out, let us know. It's always fun just to try.
1: Yeah. It's also fun to see, like, what what people find
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what gems are out there.
0: There are a lot of demos on the switch. Holy cow. (laughs) Cool. Well, yeah, you can let us know on our discord, the link to that will be in the show notes or show description, whatever the term is for that. Um, And, uh, or you can email us at chance time podcast at gmail.com. We did get an email in there today. Oh, forgot to mention that. Um, let me pull that up real quick. It's very important. That's the wrong button. How do we get to the email? Gmail, keep talking so it's not too awkward. Switch the chance time. There we go. This is from Marissa, friend of the show. The email subject is just want to see how long it takes you guys to see this. Oh, nice. She said on Tuesday, February 20th, clock starts now. <laughs> oh, so this is two days ago. Marissa. yes
1: uh, Not bad. Not bad. Yeah,
0: see now? That's the week of and then she's put PS Tance Chime checks their email every day, except E stands for <laughs> evil, not electronic, and it is in fact an evil PO box, which is why they never <laughs> get any mail. Because who's going to waste a stamp sending snail mail to an evil podcast? Anyway, I guess it's okay that you guys never check your mail because at least you have an email address and of course a Discord. Tance Chime only has a Google Doc, all of them hang out on together and by all of them i just mean Lurtis, Spyin and bill who spend most of their time <laughs> trash talking their arch nemesis podcast chance time and those lame hosts with the stupid backwards names sad <laughs> thank you for the email i did respond uh it took me an hour to respond but i feel like that's pretty good time and I just said, I did hear that Tance Chime did actually get an email once, but it was just from Lurgis' Evil Burner account. Always trying to make themselves look good, the weirdos. So thank you for the email. It was great to be able to read that on the show. <laughs> uh,
1: thank you so much for this
0: opportunity. If you email us, there's an incredibly good chance we'll read it on the show, except <laughs> Um these guys that are just spamming us now, so that's exciting. We actually get a lot of emails now, but it's a bunch of spam and Spotify for podcasts trying to tell us how to be better at podcasting, but I don't know what tips they have that we could even apply because oh, come on. Um, yeah, we're so, already
1: the best. could so, possibly We're better. already
0: at the top of our game. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, feel free to email us at podcast at gmail.com um, and let us know what your favorite, favorite apple is. Anything else you want to add?
1: No, that's it. But I really want to hear about people's favorite apples now that you said that. So please <laughs> let us know.
0: Let us know if you've ever had the chance to eat a cosmic crisp apple. Um, cool. Well, thanks for coming
1: to see James and have a happy Chance Time Day. Goodbye. Bye.